Oh, welcome to the podcast with your host, Laura. <coughs> oh, sorry, <coughs> something in my throat. <coughs> oh, that's better. Yes, welcome to my podcast, Walk with Lawrence, the podcast where I walk and talk with some wonderful human beings. Some of them will be my friends. Some of them will be people I've just met. Either way, it's going to be a scrumptiously delightful conversation that I hope you get a lot from. I hope you have some laughs. I hope you have some tears. A whole range of emotions. Either way, I hope you enjoy it. And I love you very much. And thank you very much. Here's the podcast. We are live. We're back in the building. Now, this is, this is a big moment. This is the first <coughs> ever return guest I've ever had the show because big things have happened since this <laughs> guest has been on the show last. Actually, they'd already happened, but we weren't allowed to talk about it, were we, Chris? Are you saying that big things didn't happen because I was on this? No, I'm telling you that big things continue to happen because you are on it. <laughs> but none of that makes sense. <laughs> Listen. Um, yes, we weren't allowed to talk about it. I'd signed an NDA. You signed an NDA because Chris Barker here, who previously came on to do the episode talking about his uh, condition of Crohn's disease, went off and did the TV show SES Who Dares Wins. Now, for those of you who don't know anything about the programme, it's a bit like Big Brother for people who like to go camping. <laughs> that is a terrible <laughs> summation of what it is. Come on then, Chris, what's this TV show it's about? It's the SAS selection process. Um, it's run by uh, DS, so ex, you know, SAS uh, men who are terrifying in, in person. Um, and it's just trying to pass selection. So the course lasts two weeks, which is obviously shorter than the actual selection process, but they mm. sort of throw as much as they physically can at you over that two weeks. They throw so many horrors. I've watched pretty much every series since the programme started. We love it. And to see you on it this time was amazing because there are so many fear moments. So I want to talk about that now. So huge, huge fearful moments, terror where you know, you're, you're abseiling backwards down cliffs or you're straddling tulips going across chasms over the wild lashing sea. But the biggest fear of all, which is what I want you to tell me about now, having to poo with the ladies there. Poo in a bucket was genuinely... It was, it was actually quite terrifying, obviously. Um, the scariest part you, of it all. If you did listen to my previous podcast with Lawrence, which I'm assuming you have because you've got taste... Um, I talk about my condition, Crohn's disease. Now, obviously, there are complications that come with said condition uh, that make toilet time not the most enjoyable. Um, I actually have a prolapse, um, so it's a little bit... It's difficult and embarrassing. Um, I've got better at talking about it since going on the show, actually, because you are just put in with 25 strangers and you have to shit in a bucket. And essentially, you can't go on your own. So mm. there was no sneaking off to do it in mm. private. It was, you have to go with your oppo, as it were, or your uh, one of your comrades. You had to go in pairs. So. What do you mean? Like, so you're paired up at the start and everything no, you no, do, no. you have to be... Well, you're not paired up at the start. You're in numbers, but basically, essentially, if you wanted a shit, you'd have to say... I need the loo, can someone come with me? You can't go anywhere on your own. Oh, I see, so you always have to Because they're trying to teach you that to yeah. not leave anyone behind. So of course, yeah. if you go with someone and they can't make it back, you've got to be able to carry them. Okay, so you never shit alone. Never shit alone. So that was actually 
one of the biggest fears for me on the show was the whole toilet situation. Yeah, so, ironically. Or no, I bring that, I, I brought it up as a bit of a joke initially because I'm always like, oh, I need if I need to go to the loo to yeah. do a number two. No one must know about it. I, you know, I sorry if the lads know, but yeah. never let the ladies it's, know. We're very British, so we don't talk about stuff like that. No. We don't like to admit stuff like that. I always grew up with the with the the lie that ladies never went to the toilet. Mm. That, Lie has been broken, <laughs> shattered, <laughs> torn apart on the highlands of Scotland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, but, but this is what I mean. Like in all seriousness, we had that amazing discussion about Crohn's last time, and you spoke during that episode about the challenges of um, leaving home, going to social occasions when you were younger, when you were first diagnosed, yeah. and not having your toilet with you, as it were. Yeah, and not therefore that safety. Yeah. The safety, and now uh, you know for all the challenges that we saw on on TV, the obvious ones. There were other, particularly for you, big challenges, which for me, okay, be like, oh, you know, like this is like something I feel really uh, awkward about. But for you, this is a genuine lifelong problem, which is a mental uh, obstacle for you as well. Yeah, it's genuinely like it's a mental obstacle, but it's also like, it's just like, it's, <laughs> I usually spend quite a good amount of time on the bathroom, mm. but it's not a speedy process, unfortunately, with a prolapse. Mm. Um, Gives you some and time so to scroll when, through. When you're in, yeah, I get to scroll through Instagram, make TikTok videos. <laughs> you know, the works. But when you're out there, it's very much like you have to go in pairs. So I don't want some poor guy waiting around for half an hour whilst I try and take a shit. So it's almost like there's a pressure element to it. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a, well, I mean, it was in a open cubicle. So it was like, it was freezing. Mm-hmm. So like, there's mm-hmm. the sort of cold element. I mean, it was quite yeah. an interesting experience, but I do feel mm. like the whole thing was actually really good for me, and I did get out what I wanted in the sense of I'm a bit less embarrassed about it. I'm mm. a bit more able to talk about it openly. Mm. So like, it was it was a good thing, but it was very hard at the same time. You strip back all these, uh, you know, you know, we put ourselves forward and to be in a vulnerable position, and it's really tough to go through that process, but often people find that they emerge on the other side feeling lighter, like a weight's been lifted, and that they feel freer and able to, to do things without the concern or the worry of others, and that so much of the fear, they were internalising themselves and creating themselves in their own mind. I mean, coming out the other side of the, the show, do you feel a little bit like that around that I, one problem? I, I feel like I, I achieved what I wanted to from that issue. Like, yeah. I do feel better at talking about it. I feel less embarrassed about it. Um, it will always be a bit of an issue for me because it is part of my condition and there are complications to it. But I feel in terms of the social aspect and in terms of being able to talk about it more, I do feel like that show helped. So a lot of people were there for their own reasons. That was as ridiculous as it might sound to someone. That was one of my reasons for going on it. doesn't sound ridiculous at all. And because we spoke before um, in depth about this and we're trying to speak more openly about Crohn's disease... Um, and all the peripheral issues that come with the actual issue itself. Yeah. Um, I think um, it makes complete sense. And uh, again, it's yet another thing which I doff my cap to you, sir, um, the bravery um, on all levels. Um, so, But other than the toilets, yeah, I, I mean, like let, let's, let, heights, yeah. I'm, never, I'm not good with heights, so, but I'm very competitive. So mm. I can sort of get into a sort of tunnel mode where I sort of like, I'm shitting myself like from the fear of heights, but I'm mm. I'm not going to fail at that task, so I'm able to sort of get through it. Let's talk about heights. The one that stands out for me 
is when you had to traverse the... Uh, the double ropes. Yeah, the double ropes. Oh. You were the first man across? I was the first person to complete it. Oh, sorry, okay. There so, were two women before me who failed. Okay. Um, and I, I just, like, I sort of zoned in. I actually burst into tears when I came off the ropes. It was very, like, I was quite glad that wasn't shown on the TV. But this is the but thing. it was, like, <clears throat> just a release. I was, like, so focused on doing it. And when I did it, obviously, like, it was, like, joy. But then I was just, like, oh, I don't know where that the tears came from, but just... It I, came out. There's so much uh, that goes on that doesn't make the final editing pile because it doesn't fit into the narrative. Obviously, they're, they're choosing for the story, but you yeah. you almost saying that they don't show the half of it when it comes to the, the challenges and the day-to-day and the individual events. I think, like, there's a lot that, like... Because I also am a fan of the show. I watched all the previous seasons. And you sort of... They show enough where you can sit at home on your couch and be like, I could do that. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. And what you learn from being on the show is... And I think a lot of people also think, like, it's TV, it's probably easier. They're probably, like, staying in a hotel. There's probably, like, a little bit more food that they're not showing them being given. No, it's a hundred times worse. Because you've got these challenges where they'll show it and it'll take up ten minutes on the television screen. But what they won't show is it probably went on for about six or seven hours in real life. Like, even this, you know, a, a sort of less physical challenge, like the abseiling one. So you think, all right, I could probably do that, especially if you're not scared of heights. What they didn't show is we probably had a sort of five-mile run there over, like, hilly terrain with our Bergens on. Then you're doing, like, burpees and waiting around in the cold, waiting for all the other sort of, like, maybe there were, like, 15 recruits at this point doing the abseil. Then you've got to do the whole run back and, like, the thing lasted for, like, you know, on screen it might have been five minutes. In actuality, it probably went on for four hours. Man. On top of, like, the lack of sleep and the lack of food and the cold weather. So Oh, my God. It, it is sort of like, I used to watch it and go, I could do that. Yeah. And I did sign up to it going, like, well, I could do that. And then there's so many challenges that... Mm. Just what you see on TV is just such a small glimpse of mm. what you actually went through. To be honest, I, where I am in my life at the moment, I watch it and think, oh, I'm so glad I'm on this cosy sofa now <laughs> they're doing it. But you see people like yourself who are at a different point in their life where they really want to seek out a challenge like that, test themselves, put them into a situation where they're going to be tested mentally, physically, you know, day in, day out. I mean, what is it within you that wanted to put yourself in that situation? Well, I think like there's there's definitely a part of me that wants to that wants to test my body. I think like whilst I suffer from Crohn's disease, I also like to well obviously I'm more able bodied than a lot of people who suffer from the condition. So I want to sort of use it to raise awareness but also to show like, you know, what you can still accomplish even whilst having this condition. And there's a part of me that's still very competitive and I want to prove myself against people, you know, who probably don't have the condition or like just prove myself against other people and just test, you know, I'm in the fitness industry. I want to show physically what I'm capable of. I think there's, there's that element to it. But um, I think a lot to do with the show was less about physicality though. I, did, I think it's, it's more about, and I signed up for, it's 
testing your mental resolve. Because a lot of the challenges, whilst like, you know, I'm not going to lie, they were like physically tough, but I've probably done physically harder things before. Um, you know, you take a marathon, for example, it's quite demanding on your body. Like some of the challenges in that show weren't that demanding, but mentally, like having to do it like on top of everything else that's going on, on top of the reduced rations, on top of the lack of sleep, on top of the cold weather, it really takes you to like dark places mentally. And, you- and I don't think you can get that in like other scenarios so it's I signed up to test to see like I knew I was stubborn but like let's see how stubborn I am mm. sort of thing you just stuck at it and um, you were just there all the way you know I was right, never going right, to quit right through never going never going to quit and um, you know it's a really interesting story and a really interesting backstory as to you wanting to go out there and to I suppose, fly the flag for those with Crohn's condition to say, look, this is possible. Yeah, to show what they can still achieve. Now, the show didn't um, show uh, much or anything about... No, I, I, was, I was disappointed by the fact that my story didn't come out in it. Um, but I, I spoke to the producers, and I, I, I understand, like, in the sense of there's 24 recruits, essentially. Um, not everyone's story is going to come out and there's people on it who have been victims of domestic violence, who have had a family who are in the SAS, who are like, you know, who've been to prison. So there's, there's some dark storylines where people are going to bad mental places to get through. And I think they said, they, they said to me and they were just like, realistically, they tried to put it in, but the storyline didn't really play out because mm. whilst I was actually one of the fittest individuals, on there compared to other recruits my Crohn's wasn't actually hindering my performance real realistically so like mm. it was hard to fit it into the narrative mm. um and so like we were all on reduced rations so whilst you know physically that was actually probably harder for me because with a faulty digestive system the reduced rations will have played a bigger role I wasn't really showing it so it was hard to like make it work as it were and again like I think like where some people were really struggling I'm not to say I wasn't struggling but I was I'm one of those people who likes to joke likes to sort of you know make light of things there's no point like I try and as I say like stress is really debilitating for my condition Mm. so I try and stay as stress free as possible so most of the time out there I was joking around and if you've watched the show you probably see the the only clips that are shown of me are me quite literally taking a piss and swearing mm. and standing by the wood burner joking talking about penis yes. taking, talking about willies yeah so like, I was like that's the Chris I know exactly so like I was true to myself but unfortunately again that doesn't really f- keep in line with the show mm. it's meant to be a serious thing it's meant to be mm. like these people going on these you know dark journeys and really struggling mm. and there I was sort of joking about and yeah. talking about penis which <laughs> whilst it's a great topic whilst a lot of the camera crew and producers really appreciated <laughs> they were like it's not in keeping with the show so um, we put you in little clips because we liked it but we couldn't bring it out too much I mean like either way you know whether they went in deep with referencing your story or not you, you've achieved 
uh, pretty much the full course. You were right there till the end. We'll talk about why you left in yeah. a second. Um, but you've, you know, that's one of those challenges that is so hard to replicate. It's a unique scenario. No one can take it away from you. You've done it. And so now in your work and in the wider world, you can talk to other people um, with, with Crohn's and say, this is what I did and this is uh, what's possible. Yeah, um, I think like... I got... I was gutted it didn't come out in the show, but I still have the ability to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I have that, you know, I think new, I'm better at talking about it now, so now I can actually try and be a better ambassador for the condition. Um, so it, it, it wasn't 100% what I wanted because they didn't show, they didn't bring it up in the show itself, but I'm able to, hmm. you know, take that with me from the experience hmm. and actually, so I got a lot out of it. So I'm very pleased hmm. I did it. Yep. And I say, when you take that message out to the world and where you you speak again, you are very articulate for someone with a tattooed skull. <laughs> yeah. So that, that will work well. My parents have the same thing. <laughs> like, very eloquent. I don't have to look like that. Like, um, Fuck you. <laughs> Chris, I want to ask your opinion uh, from the inside, you know, camp, looking at the other contestants, which are the ones, or who are the ones that really caught your eye as people that you really respected and uh, and saw something in i think like there were there were a lot of them i respected i think uh i have a good amount i've got lots of love for mark who was the seven foot drag queen yeah um, who was just a amazing character and i think like he was so strong i was i was gutted when he left but i think like he he paid the price for being so tall on that log challenge because obviously he was at the back and took a lot of the weight. Man, and presumably he was on similar calorie count to everyone else. Yeah, exactly. Fueling that huge frame, as you say, doing most of the work up that mountain on that cold day. And yeah. he, 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 I think I looked at him, he just looked like he went, his blood sugar just he hit. Just, yeah. yeah, I actually met him in the ambulance. Um, I didn't realise he had VW. I had fainted before him. <laughs> really? But... Um, I, they had screwed up my food rations that day, so they had sort of allowed me to faint and fixed me where he had gone as far as he could physically and then quit. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, i got so much time and love for him, so um, I'll definitely stay in contact with him. I'm actually going to his drag show next weekend. Uh, oh, this, man. This weekend, actually. So, yeah. Where's my invite? Well, I mean, you're more than welcome to join. I would love to. I would love to. Um... Uh, so who else Chris, as well? Uh, well? Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the show, just put your ears in your fingers, or your fingers in your ears for one second. Uh, Chris, who, who completed it, he was a top lad, a uh, really nice guy. I think the problem was we were like, really, we became quite good mates out there, but we were two of the stronger recruits, so they always kept separating us. So I was always like trying to like... We were trying to be on the same team, and they were always like pushing us apart. Which well, he looked like a machine. He was a he was a unit. Wow, what a guy! On the just... rugby like bit on the beach with the tire, <laughs> <laughs> he just started fighting me at one point, and oh. I was like, "Oh, you are solid. You are just <laughs> solid muscle." But he, they thought, had an anger issue. Yeah, I like. I mean, his story came out. He had dealt with anger. I mean, his family like story was amazing. Like, wow, like. Uh, so to come through what he went through and get to the end, it was really quite impressive. But I actually knew from like about day three, he was going to go all the way. You just, you can see it in people's eyes. Like he had the physical ability and when you got the physical ability and you can like see mentally they're there, 
like you just knew like a, a lot of women mentally were there but you just knew physically actually they probably weren't going to make the distance because just like it's a physically demanding thing at the end of the day so the the, the lady that i i'm just kind of in awe of and i uh, finished watching the show with, with so much respect for uh, it was the the lady who uh, I think she was she's with cancer, yeah, and Cara. she's about forty. Cara, with yeah. she's had four Carla, four four children. Carla, yeah, four children, um, had got breast cancer the year before. The year before, applied for the show whilst getting chemotherapy. My gosh! Um, and she was the woman I punched in the face. She was. <laughs> oh, were you partnered yeah. with her in the boxing? Yeah, <laughs> man. I was dreading that coming out. Oh man! What an amazing woman. Um, such a mother as well. She was so, like, she'd make sure everyone was okay. She was such a team player. Um, and mentally, wow. Like, you weren't mm. going to stop her mentally. Uh, physically, like, she, I mean, she was, a, like, a unit. She, she, she rode for Great Britain, started, right? uh, Yeah, she rode for Great Britain. Um, the Olympics. So you could tell, like, she was an athlete. Obviously, like, now in her 40s, post cancer she you know was struggling a little bit with her ankle a little bit with her knee and it was like you could tell there was a bit of frustration there from her because she knew she could do it but just like some bits of her were letting her down but i mean incredible what a woman so she, she was amazing i'll stay in touch with her as well i mean um there were two Kirsties on the show who were fantastic. Yeah, so we obviously know um, Kirsty as well from from our, the fitness scene who yep. trains here Kirstie as well. Who trains here, yeah, yeah. Fit, um, fit beyond. I mean, she's a yeah. you know incredible athlete. Um, the first episode focused on her. Yeah, because she she actually screwed up the f- well the f- first challenge. The, the 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 backward dive. Yeah, and obviously that is again a case of like where they. Try you know they create like obviously it's a TV show it's about entertainment so they create storylines behind like around the filming so mm. uh, Kirsty was unfortunate to be one of the first people to screw up on the challenge so I feel like they then targeted her a little bit but also um, you know she's so beautiful she's so yeah glam- she doesn't fit the SAS mold yeah, as it were well, so also so she th- was quite a easy target yeah them, I feel. she's she's glamorous she's got this amazing yeah. look she's she's gorgeous and. There she is in this environment, tearing it up with the SAS, yeah. uh, you know, selection process. And I thought, you know, it as a first kind of big hitting, hard hitting first episode to catch the audience's attention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like it's, you learn more about TV once you're in it. So you, you understand, like, how they cut things and how they fit the narrative or the story to fit the narrative. So, like, you know... Um, I probably would have featured more had I sc- screwed up more. Or said Willie less. Had I said Willie less. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good word to say. Next time um, you're on TV, every time you feel this urge to say, Willie, just stop yourself, Chris. Well, I mean, if I get the chance again, I probably won't talk about my pee being green. But <laughs> in hindsight, I'm quite proud of that. How many people could say they'd been on Channel 4 peeing? You'd, you'd make a good highlight reel. Penis. I would make a great highlight reel. <laughs> a lot of fucks and penis. Yeah. <laughs> My parents are so proud. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so like... Um, we, we knew quite a few people from the show from our um, fitness circles in London. Fitness so circles. Kim is also a fit trainer along with yep. me. And she was there right through to the end as well. She was, again, another person who very like mentally tough. 
So like she looked focused. I mean, like you could see her this emotional focus in her eyes. Yeah, incredible. Um, and then Ollie was another good friend from it who he he quit once he got out of the show what he wanted, which I really respected. Um, so which one was Ollie? Ollie he he quit very early episode four, I think it was. Um, he was the other heavily tattooed guy. Mm. Um, who was sexually abused? His story mm. came out, but um, well, he was Welsh. He was Welsh. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, he was um, amazing story. He seemed like such a kind, s- gentle, such man. a kind soul. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I just think it was amazing. Like I had been on watch with him for two hours, so we mm. did these night watches mm. to keep us awake, basically, um, where you were just noting down like cars driving past, <laughs> which <laughs> the DS never fucking looked at. So it was cu- purely a task of just time wasting um but we had done two hour stint and we were just talking like you know quite a deep talk and he was just like he got out of the show what he wanted and then he was like i'm just gonna stay in and see if i can finish it and literally we got back into the accommodation and about 10 minutes of like being in bed they then woke us up to go and do like a, a massive bee sting and I think after he got woken up after 10 minutes of sleep, it was just like, I've got what I wanted out of this. Mm. I don't fucking need to go through this shit. And when you lose that, uh, when your mind changes. Yeah, well, when you kind of like, I guess like, you then no longer have that drive. So like, I really respected it. He just went like, I've got what I wanted. Like, and that's the right reason. He was there to achieve something. He wasn't just there to be on TV. He wasn't just there to mm. be, you know, he was there to get something for himself and once he got that he was like I don't need to Mm. have sleep deprivation and shit in a bucket anymore so I think that's the great thing about that show and that that format of reality TV itself is you see people very much genuinely taking care of their own personal growth journey you see it unfold in front of you and that in turn inspires the audience you know, it's not trash TV. This is yeah. I think it's 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 nice to have a show like that in a world that is very much governed by the Love Islands and the Big Brothers and exactly you know these shows that reward sort of maybe vanity more than anything. Mm. Um, but we love those shows as well, oh, yeah, and and, and, um, and some amazing contestants who uh, who are amazing people as well. But chose a slightly different journey. But we're talking about this show, obviously. Yeah. Um, right here, right now, and during the show. Did you... Are we, are we doing another podcast on our love for Love Island? <laughs> yes. um, I, you know, I, 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 when I... I think there are maybe two nights a week that I watch it because I happen to be home two evenings a week and my missus really like... You're only home it. two evenings a week? Well, you know, like I'll be working late. You know what it's like. Oh, fuck, you know. You know oh, Other yeah. women. <laughs> <laughs> working late. And, um, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, this show tests you and it, it, it you know, you, you're meant to discover the depths yeah. of yourself. Were there moments where you had real doubt and you questioned whether you were on, in the right place? Whether you no, should you know what, like, there were moments where I was like, this is, like, the first day went on for so long. They edited it. So, basically, you'll have seen in the first episode, we did, like, we got pushed out of a boat, had to swim ashore, and then we did, like, this horrible run stuff um then it was like day two in the big brother no um, <laughs> it was like day two we did the backwards dive now that actually all happened on the same day so that first day we were wake woken up at like 3 a.m and i think it finished at about 4 a.m 
So it was the longest day of my life, and we were in the water twice in the North Sea, which was ice cold. So, like, I'm pretty sure after that first day, I was like, this goes on for two weeks, and this has felt like a lifetime. So I was like, this, I'm, I'm actually doubting myself for once in my life. I was like, I might not be able to do this. My only mm. bonus was I have, like, a few clients who I told about the show. Sorry, um, you know, but I, <laughs> I told one or two people and they were like, um, they started joking and they were like, I was like, so I'm going to be away for two weeks, guys. Because in my mind, I was like, I'm going all the way. There's nothing going to stop me. <laughs> and they started joking like they were going like, oh, we'll see you on Tuesday. You know? <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'll be away for two weeks. So they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You quit within two days. <laughs> oh, and when you come back, you won't be my PT anymore. So like just that. <laughs> <laughs> that anger that they've given me, I was just like, there's no way I'm going to quit. I want to, but there's no way I will. It's accountability again. You, yeah. you, know, you told other people and you're accountable to that and it's proving it to yourself, but it's approving to, yeah. proving I to also, other people. I wanted to make, you know, I've got a missus who I love. I wanted to make her proud. Did a uh, family who support me who I also she, wanted to make proud. Did you remind the listeners about how you met your girlfriend you love? Oh, covering Lawrence's class. There we this go. man's so beautiful, he gets taken away on modelling roles. <laughs> yeah, so I set Chris up with his uh, girlfriend, so I get the credit for that one. Um, but, um, <laughs> yeah, mate, I, exactly. Um, I, I think that was, yeah, there was definitely a large part of me that was just like, I want to make them proud. I want them to watch back. I want me to get to the end so they can watch it and just... That was a great driving factor for me, actually. It's part of your approach to life is creating a sort of legacy that your family and your friends will... Um, I'm not sure, like, to be honest, like, most of my life I just... I'm just trying to have fun, get by, and just make the most of it. So it's not really... I'm not trying to set out to create a legacy. I'm just trying to live in the moment. And, like, something like, you know, SAS, like, I got to... I got attached, you wouldn't have seen it in the series because it got cut, but I got attached to the outside of a helicopter. Now, for a man who's scared of heights, that was an incredible experience, like terrifying, but incredible. And I can now go into a room and be like, how many, how many of you have yeah. been strapped to the outside of a helicopter and abseiled into a moving boat? Yeah. Oh, no, uh, I have. Mm. And like, you know, it's these experiences that very few people have actually experienced. Mm. And I, I got to enjoy that. Like, mm. it was horrendous, but... We talk a lot about, um, by the way, it sounds like you almost, there's twofold, uh, you know, you've got the benefit, you've, you've, you've got uh, the intrigue and the, and the interest and the benefit of being on a TV show. But actually, what's bigger than that is you've experienced being out of your comfort zone time and time again. You've yeah. had these challenges. It sounds like it's been a huge chapter of personal growth for you. I think, like, you just, you will, I think everyone on that show, even the ones who were only there for a day, will have learned something about themselves or learned something to take away from it. Um, like, I think one of the DS mentions, like, something he always takes away is just, like, making his bed in the morning. Now, I already already did that because I find that... I, well, I went to boarding school, so you were taught mm. to do that. But mm. it's it's just great. Like, there'll be people who have gone on that show who will just take that away, but mm. then it'll make the rest of their day more organised or it'll make, you know some difference in their, like, day-to-day. How you do the little things is how you do the big things. Yeah, I think, like, they just teach you about, like, how to be efficient with your time and how to be, like, more sort of, like, just... uh, There's more, like, emphasis on stuff. Like, so, like, to be, you know, less lazy and less, like, just waste time. Like, and I feel like, actually, like, 
those things were good to take away and put into my business actually like mm. you know how to be more productive how to make the most out of what you've got so on that note you know you've been submerged into this crazy two-week period you've been tested you've come out the other side you're starting to apply various things to your day-to-day life what what is it out of all of this that you've learned most about yourself what is there a deeper connection a deeper connection to a certain part of you that you didn't know existed or is there a certain way now that you know that you can no I, I think i've got a bigger drive to want to help raise awareness and be a sort of you know a, a shining light in the crones community um i feel I feel more strongly about that than I ever have. I think, like, before I was quite... There was a long period where I just sort of, like... I just didn't want to... Almost... Not that I didn't want to admit to having it, but I didn't want people to know I had it because I didn't want people to immediately judge something that maybe they didn't understand. I didn't want people to to be like, oh, well... You know, like, I just... I'm one of those people. I just didn't want people to know. Like, I wanted to just get on with my life and just... It wasn't a part of it. Like, all right, I can't eat dairy, I can't eat this and that anymore. But, like, don't need to tell people about this. Like, and I realised that actually, like, I manage my condition really well. And I'm very blessed to be able to do the things I still can with the condition. So I want to be able to, you know, hopefully, like, inspire other people who suffer from Crohn's what they can still achieve. And I think... Mm. It's it's become more of a... Everyone always said, like, my specialist always said, like, you are a, like a poster boy for Crohn's, how well you manage it. And I always thought she was flirting with me. I was like, oh, <laughs> stop it. But now I really actually understand, like, actually, I can help other people and help at least, like, hopefully inspire someone mm. to, even if it's just go to the gym for the first time, mm. you know, try and eat better or... You know. I mean, I think it's I think it's beautiful. You kind of find a bit of a calling, um, and sometimes the calling finds you through a series of events, and then the catalyst is there. But you you are someone who can definitely you know you've got a light to shine bright, and um, uh, I see it in the gym, I see it in these four walls, and um, it'll be yeah, I can see you now continuing to expand beyond that because you do have uh, an amazing story, an amazing message, and. As I joked about earlier, you are very good at articulating your point as well, which yeah, I, I well, thank you. It's not easy, you know. I find it hard sometimes to enunciate the emotional state that I'm in. It's very hard to sometimes break things down and discuss them clearly. But I think you're very good at it. Thank you. My my girlfriend says I have a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the way that the show ended for you. I oh. well, I almost relate this to you know Greek mythology. <laughs> and you have Achilles, who is just kind of cruising through uh, the battles. You know, the, I like the, that. yeah, the warrior, yeah. the muscles are there, but there's just one little chink that gets him in the end. And and the uh, for those Game of Thrones fans out there as well, the other comparison I draw. Oh uh, yes, I remember you saying this. Carl Drogo, Drogo, you know, big warrior of a man. Again, wins all these battles, kills all these enemies, and it's just that one little nick that gets him. And in the end, that's it. Game yeah. over. So I, if you, again, if you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, um, I lacerated my cornea. So uh, I've just in the, one of the final tasks is escape and evasion right before you're then in interrogation. Um, and we were going through a little like wooded area and the person in front of me let 
a branch go. And I was just so tired, I didn't really protect myself. And it flicked me in my eye, scratching across the cornea. Um, at which point, like, I managed to continue for like another six or eight hours just on adrenaline alone. Um, also, like, we were, once we got captured, you know, we had blindfolds on and stuff like that. Wasn't really using my eyes at that point. Um, but it was when we, you meet the umpire who's in charge of the interrogation. And it's a really bright light that's behind him. And like, because I had lacerated my cornea, as soon as that light hit my eye, it was just, oh, just the pain. I can't, I can't even describe the pain. It was, it was something like, it was something else. And this is coming from a guy who's got tattoos on his head. Like, I'm good with pain. That pain was just unreasonable. Mate, you were so and I didn't even, I didn't even ask to leave. The, doc, the doctor who's there, Dr. Sandeep, he had sort of, he'd like, um, waterlogged my eye in an anesthetic. He was like, this should like take away all pain. And I was still in agony. He was like, oh fuck, um, <laughs> you need to go to the hospital because there's, I think there was some green stuff coming out of it as well. He was like, this, yeah, this is not cool. You were so casual about it. So it looked quite innocuous when it happened. They filmed it, the branch hit you, it kind of whipped you in the eye. Like, you know, when you go on a Sunday walk and someone's in front of you oh, and selfishly, so and you're like, oh, but then you, you've had sleep and you kind of told you, as you say, you were at the end of this two-week period, escape of evasion, and it actually whips you in the eyeball. And straight away I was like, oh, hang on. But you almost kind of... We're like, oh. I was like, well, I've got no peripheral vision, but I'll keep going. <laughs> you didn't make a thing of it. That's the thing. You were just like, oh, my eye. And you've kind of put your hand up. And then it continues through to the... Um, Bear in mind, we were walking from four in the morning till five in the afternoon. So it was like over 12 hours of walking. My eyes struggle anyway on a yeah. normal working day. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I don't care anymore. <laughs> but then the interrogation part. And then I remember they took the hood off you and you were just kind of like... You, again, you, you were just very casual, laissez fair. You were like, oh, my eye, in this low baritone voice. Oh, my eye. Yeah, you were like, um, my eye's just a bit. Or whatever you said, you were like, oh. I was like, it still hurts even when it's closed. Yeah. And then fucking, they sh- this is one of the only bits they show about me. There's a fucking bogey coming out of my nose. <laughs> I mean, that's how much pain I was. I didn't even care that there was a bogey about like six inches long coming out of my nose. But that was, that was it. And obviously... I was... I wanted to make the point. I didn't just walk out the gate like they showed, all right? That didn't happen, all right? They laid me down on one of the fucking beds for about an hour whilst they sorted out travel because we were in the middle of nowhere. The nearest hospital was about three or four hours away. So I had to lie on this cold bed in my wet clothes with my eye burning. One of the DS, uh, Foxy, was then very nice and he came over and he was like, look, I'm really sorry. Like, we were gutted. We really wanted you. We knew we were going to get to the end. I gotta take your number and I was like it was hard to not get emotional but it was hard to get emotional because I was in so much pain and I was just like a little bit spaced out I was like I'm not really sure what's going on then they walked me out the gate then I got a taxi to a boat to a boat to another taxi to another taxi to an air uh, to the hospital so it was like five five hours later I was then being seen oh my god so like it was what a palaver all the other people who went out in interrogation, so 10 of us entered, four of us passed. So six people left interrogation or whatever. I think that's about right. They all went to a fucking five-star hotel round the corner, all right? <laughs> oh, God. So even the one, like, even the four who left after me or whatever, they were in nice hotel digs well before I was. 
Oh, Chris. I slept on a man's couch because we were in the middle of nowhere. There was no hotels. So I slept on one of the cameraman and health and safety men's couches. The glamour of TV. With a fucking eye patch on. Oh, I'm just so gutted that it ended in that way for you. Because, I mean, did you had the eye laceration, cornea laceration not happen? Are you, is there a bit of you that's just frustrated you were taken I, out like that? You know what, like, I know I would have got to the end. Like, there's not even... People have said, like, oh, I don't think you can say that. That's a bit arrogant. I, I, I know I would have got to the end. There was no part of me that was going to quit. I wasn't actually finding it that difficult. Mate, like, that, it was hard, arrogance. it was yeah. cold, but, like, the interrogation... I, I had a lacerated mm. cornea. Mm. I, didn't, like, I wasn't even... Like, I was just sitting there. Like, it wasn't mm. an issue. I was there for five hours whilst my eye pain was going on. I, you know, I, I know I would have got to the end is the point. So, like, I'm trying to just focus on the fact that I would have completed it. Yeah. I am really gutted. And it does, like, I haven't watched the last episode yet because I'm just mentally not ready to see it because I'm like, I should have been there. And it, it was really hard to say because I'm so competitive. So I'm just like, oh... Yeah, I mean, I say that's not arrogance, that's self-belief and uh, confidence. And so, uh, sometimes, obviously, you know, we all want to be humble at the same time. We don't want to be self-deprecating. We don't, you know, we want, to, we want to believe in ourselves, but at the same time, we don't want to be arrogant. I think when it comes to that, you're saying, you're stating that you were there right through to the end. You were taken out by a real random... Uh, a freak accident. Freak oh, accident. Just, it, it does make me angry, but, like, I'm, I'm sure, like, again, it's sort of like one of those things, like, that's life, shit happens... You know, you couldn't have seen it coming, like, well, clearly, it hit me in the eye. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it's one of those things, like, it happened, like, yeah. I can't do anything about it, I can't go back. Mm. If they said I could apply for the show again, I would do it. And You'd go through all that again? 100%. Would you? Yeah, just to prove a point. What's wrong with you, Chris? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Although, I'd much rather it was the desert edition. Maybe. So I'm not well, so cold. I think, then, I think you should go Love Island next up, mate. Oh, that's uh, yeah. you set me up with my girlfriend. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh yes, <yeah, sorry. laughs> <laughs> no. What I meant is just chill out on some some sun lounges. By yeah, the pool. well, this is what that's I was what saying I meant. to her. Maybe I... she could let me go on it, but then like I yeah. just I'm one of the ones who just never finds. Yeah, love. I mean, I just what I mean is don't go on a show that you know you're on the edge of civilization. I want to do. To <laughs> Let's do this together because she keeps saying no. Well, she's love not do it. Let's do hunted. Hunted. Let's apply for hunted. Okay. You heard it here first. Um, have you seen the show? I have, yeah. Yeah. I have. I think it'd be great. Okay, well, to be continued, maybe for a third podcast episode, <laughs> it'll be Post the Hunted, starring Chris and Lawrence. Um, Chris. Who will have won it? Who will have won it by that time? If Lawrence I'll make sure not to go in front. <laughs> I won't go in front of you for any kind of bush crawling exploits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Chris. Uh, thank you so much for coming back on to Walk with Lawrence to talk about this. My pleasure. Uh, it's been great to watch the whole series. Every episode, we've been watching it religiously. And to see you representing, uh, you know, yourself, your friends, your family, the gym that we both work in. Woo! It's been absolutely amazing, humbling. It's been a proud moment. Well done, mate. And thank you for inspiring so many people. Not, um, not just with Crohn's. But people in general, uh, you know, I think you've got, uh, as I say, a bright light to shine. Keep shining that light, baby. <laughs> Thank you, Lawrence. I appreciate it. I love you. I love you too. Oh, any final thoughts? Any, uh, any, anything you want to add before we... 
guys just enjoy life i think is the most important thing like take opportunities when they arise and just enjoy yourself like and if there's negativity in it get rid of it okay this is the outro the podcast is now finished but don't hang up the phone yet i mean turn off the phone i mean turn off the podcast because i have one more favor to ask you if you liked the podcast which presumably if you got this far you did i did something right please subscribe please leave a review and most importantly please tell all of your friends because it's just going to be so embarrassing if no one listens to this i need you on my side to push this out into the world wide web please please help please tell everybody please and thank you so much write a review have you done it yet have you written that review see you next time bye have you written the review yet yeah.